got a really cool call from um, Dr. from Dr. Martinez, his treatment coordinator, um, Loy, and we have pretty much the whole thing, the, the first 10, second 10, and third 10. The whole thing is complete, uh, and I thought, it was a, I thought it was a pretty interesting one. Um, so I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. If you guys have something to take notes, um, get out your, uh, your pen and paper so you can take notes here. Um, Lloyd did a great job in a lot of different ways on this call. I think there were some, there's some little things, just logistical things that if they're not done in the right order, what can happen is when you have one of those strong personality patients that's in front of you. Um, if we don't have something that's very regimented, a lot of times they can kind of take over the call. And I think that happened. And, and this patient seemed to be keep putting himself in the driver's seat. So I'm going to give you guys some examples of how we can continue to pace and lead and how we can help that. Um, because if you're not, if you're not pacing and leading, we're kind of at, at their mercy and we're kind of answering their questions. And this call even goes to as far as, as the patient <laughs> telling the doctor how to treat the case. I mean, the patient knew all this stuff. Um, I'm like, who is the doctor here? Right. He's talking about sinus lifts and how to graft it. And I'm just, it's just like, Okay, we're, we're way off the line, way off the line. Um, so, but, but Lloyd did a great job. You guys will be able to hear the script in terms of what she's saying. Um, she did so many good things right. Um, and, it, you know, she talked about the price with them. She tried to overcome objections. Uh, she did really, really good. So, um, but this is going to be a great example. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. So I'm going to start playing it and then I will just um, stop it periodically, just like always, okay? Um, All right. So I understand you're interested in getting a couple implants. Yes, possibly okay. two, possibly just one. Okay. okay. Can you tell me a little bit about what's going on right now? Well, I have two missing teeth there that I had trouble with at first. I had a crown on them and then they needed to come out. Okay. I have a suture. Guys, and one other thing, make sure that does everyone have the new patient intake form? If if all, if you guys don't have that new patient intake form, um you know what I'll do? I'm going to have Veronica just email out another copy of the patient intake form to make sure that when they come and they the, the patient checks in that the first thing you're doing after they submit their new patient paperwork is you give them that new patient intake form and have them fill it out so that you already know why they're there. You already have that basic information and you already kind of know why they're there. Um, I think by how Loy is asking the questions here, it almost looks like she's kind of reading from the, she's getting the pa patient intake form filled out um, with the patient here. But ideally you already have that. It just speeds everything up. In piece of bone, fake bone for okay. both of them. Okay, good. See that. That's very good. So I can live with what I have, but I'd rather have another tooth there. Of course. Um, I haven't talked to my own personal dentist. I've discussed this a little bit, but I don't know whether he does this kind of work or not. Oh, okay. Since I looked up you guys, I'm kind of assuming from what, I can't remember exactly how I got a hold of your office, but I think Dr. Martinez, is, it's one of his specialties in place. It is. Okay. It is. Good he enough. does hundreds of them. He does them daily. Okay. Um, so he is, you know, he's, he's top of the notch. So 
Can you tell me right now what um, impact having those two missing teeth have on you? Well, it just makes it I can't chew on that side very much. Okay. But I can get around with you know I've gotten used to it, so it, right. is, it isn't that bad that I that I can't live with it. But I mean, right. just want depending upon what he sees as my capability of getting the implant, how much it costs. Okay. Of course, that would be that would be a consideration. Okay, awesome. Now I understand you had a consultation last Thursday at another practice. That's how did right. that go? Well, this guy was a doctor uh, Schwartz, if you know who he is. He, I do. Okay, he's very good. He's very thorough. I do. He's the guy that I did the uh, CT scan for me, and I, okay. bought, I had to book, buy a paper that, and I got that one. So, outlandishly high, I thought. So, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's what, you know, I might go to him if it wasn't for the price, but if that's if that's, that's not the price, I, you know, I've tried to find out what is a market price for right. a implant. Right. Sorry, because it's very different for each person. It is. Find your needs, what type of, which tooth in your mouth and all that I kind understand. of stuff. I understand. But his price without beyond anything I'd seen. Oh, okay. So. Um, can you tell me um, what it is that you want? Because I see that you, you mentioned that you may be looking into implants versus a partial? Well, Have you my, done any research on would, one versus the other? That was my regular dentist. We discussed that. Okay. And he, we discussed a certain potential price for an implant. I don't think he does it, but okay. we talked about who, it quite. Who is your regular? It's on Dr. Montero at Aspen Dental. Okay, I don't know if they do that or not. Okay, and he just said, "Well, I said I, I can't. I said I probably can't afford that." So he said, "Then you talk about doing a partial." Instead okay. of that, I thought, well, okay. I, I, I've heard of what that's like, and I don't, I don't want something going across. Yeah, a, a partial car. is basically, this is what a partial looks like. Yeah. It's removable, it slips. It okay, so what type of call, what type of call do we have here? You know, we've got a, we've got somebody that is um, a second opinion, and it happens to not be a second opinion for a full arch, which I really wanted to go through for this specific case, because what we're doing all the time is full arch for a lot of these patients that come in from the marketing uh, associated with dental implants and, and full arch marketing. So they're not always full arch, sometimes a single, sometimes a two or three implants, and it can be different cases um, that, can, that can throw off the, uh, the clothes a little bit and how you present the bundle. So I wanted to go through this one specifically, but um, anytime you guys hear of, they're coming in for a second opinion, um, he gives you a, he gives you a price point. He says, you know, I wanted to do it. Uh, I was a little high, whatever. Then you, you got to be kind of licking your chops here. Okay. Whoever has the second shot or, or the third shot at it is at such a, um, it's so much easier for you to close that case. People don't want to go through consult after consult after consult. So the more consultations they go through, the closer they're going to be to making a decision either way. Um, if you can hear by this gentleman's tone, I think you can tell that he's a pretty straightforward type of guy, right? You don't even have to see him, but you can tell by his tone and, and the pace in which he speaks that he's kind of a no-nonsense type of guy. Um, and he's also the type of guy that kind of understands what he wants. He knows that he wants these implants. It, this for him I don't think that we really need to sell the implants. This is just more of a negotiation type of a situation with the patient um, to where we need to figure out what his budget is and how he's viewing that price. Um, 
and we're gonna have to create some urgency. So something to remember with patients, when it's not a full mouth case and they're not in any type of pain, remember that urgency is gonna be critical to getting them to move forward right now. So how do you create urgency from somebody, with somebody that's only missing one tooth or they're only missing a couple teeth? Right. Because in their mind, understand they're thinking, well, I can still eat. I can still kind of function. I still kind of, they're thinking I can I can live with this. So we have to make sure in the patient education portion of this call that we're really hammering home the fact that he's in a he's in a good position. You know, I always say all the time, it's like, hey, you know, I know it seems like, you know, it can seem like this is a lot and that's a lot of money. But frankly, most of the people that come in here, they're not in a situation as lucky as you. They're in a situation where they've waited so long to do anything that they have massive bone loss, just generalized bone loss. The teeth are all mobile. They can barely eat anything. We have to extract the teeth. And they're generally starting from scratch, meaning that we replace all the lower and the upper, right? And a lot of the reasons why is because over the years, when they lose one or two teeth, they don't replace them with implants. The bone continues to erode and then it erodes the next tooth and the next tooth and the next tooth. And all those crowns that you pay for and that partial and those bridge, eventually they fail. So you're, you're actually in a really good spot right now to, to fix it and have a good quality of life moving forward if we can focus on maintaining the healthier teeth as, as best we can after we get the implants. And I think to, to make that point, because um, with somebody that's like, if they're super price focused and they don't have a lot of urgency, you have to nail the urgency. With people that you don't have to nail the urgency, they just desperately want it. It's just a matter of if they can afford it, that's easy. That's just, I'm either gonna get this person financed or I'm not. If I get them financed, they're done because their urgency level is so high. When they're only missing one tooth or they're only missing two, and in their mind, they can still function how they want to every day. It's not so much um, an emotional purchase because they're not buying that the teeth aren't in the aesthetic zone. And if they don't feel like it's affecting their function, then I've got to put them in the future where it will be affecting their function. And more importantly, where it's going to affect their wallet in the future if they don't do it. And, and you have to work that into the patient education. I think that's some, some, some of that we've missed in our training um, because we're dealing with full arches usually. And you know, most of these people with full arches, when they have terminal dentition, they really want to have it done. You know what I mean? They've gotten to the point where they have no choice and that's why they're there. But with singles and, and multiples, sometimes they do have options. You know, they can justify just doing a bridge. You know what I mean? They can justify the money to just do a bridge and convince themselves it's going to be okay. They can justify doing a partial for less money um, because they don't have a, as acute of a pain point as somebody that is missing all their teeth or they're loose and they, they literally can't eat or they look like they look horrible. Um, so keep in mind, you're always listening for that complacency. Okay. It, you know, it's uncomfortable. It's, some patients have a hard time getting used to them. Now, between a partial and an implant, there's still another option. So we have several options to go over with you today. Okay. Um, so basically, I gave Dr. Martinez the scan. He's reviewing the scan right now. Um, so basically, um, we'll be talking with Dr. Martinez to make sure you're a candidate for dental implants. And basically, have you done research on implants? Some. 
Okay. What are you? What do you want to know that I know? Well, I just wanted to go over with you the different, um, you know, the, the options. So there's the removable, which is a partial. Basically, a lot of patients don't like it. You know, it I'm moves. Not, I'm not interested in that. Okay, so the next option is a bridge, which is, a, it's still a fixed option. However, you don't replace the roots of your mouth. And basically, it's crowns that go over those implants, and, I mean, um, over the other teeth, and they um, are cemented on permanent. Yeah, I have a bridge on one portion of my mouth. Uh, oh, okay, so you're familiar with it. But this, well, I have no teeth behind it. There's, oh. no, teeth, there's no teeth to bridge to on one side. Got it. Okay, yeah. yes. So I'm all it's empty. A, it's a cantilever. All right, so again, keep, keep, you guys notice his tone? Right? He said, no, I'm not interested in that. No, I'm not interested in that. Right? He's a, this is a straightforward guy. So with the patient education section, we have to get, get to the point really quickly. Right? And the point is, look, you're missing teeth. You know, you're missing teeth. You've already had a consultation. Okay. So we're going to get a CT scan done. We're going to, the Dr. Martinez is going to look at it. He's going to give you your best options and how he would approach the case, you know, and, and just keep in mind, you will have options. There are options to, re, to replace missing teeth that don't involve dental implants, um, but they all have the same drawback, right? The, and the drawback is that a partial or a bridge would more so be looked at as a Band-Aid approach. And the biggest problem with a partial and a bridge is that you're not actually replacing the tooth with anything. There's nothing in the bone. So the bone erodes and then you lose the next tooth and then the next tooth and then the next tooth. And what happens to people that are just doing Band-Aid approaches, this is like how we did dentistry in the 60s, right? But before dental implants were invented, before they were mainstream, it was bridges and partials. And then eventually you're going to a denture because the bone's just gonna go away. So those are more your Band-Aid approaches. A dental implant is more a permanent solution to replace the tooth. You know, I mean, you're already missing some teeth. I'm sure you don't want to miss any more. When we replace these, we don't want to have any other problem with the other teeth. And then, and then, leave it alone and go. You can tell with his tone that he's he wants to get to the point. He wants to see. All right, I got. I went to a doctor. Here's what I need. Here's what he said I need. Here's the price I got. What can you guys do? And that's it. Bridge. Got it. Okay. Yeah, you have the but I did have that for a while. I'm just okay. down, down here. We replaced that with a full. So you bridge. have some crowns right now. Lots of crowns. Okay. All right. The the ideal option, as you have um, researched, is implants. And the reason I say that is because implants is the closest thing you can come. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead because she's kind of sell, she's selling the implants and she's doing a good job here. Just understand when you need to sell the implant and when you don't. If it's a second opinion, he's there for implants. He, he wants them. So everything I'm going to do for somebody that's in there that, that wants the implants, the education, I'm going to skew the education towards creating urgency. That's it. I'm going to create urgency and get put in his head that waiting is bad. That waiting costs more money. That doing bridges and partials is going to cost more money and cost more time. That's the whole point of the education. I don't have to necessarily sell the implant itself because it's a second opinion. Okay. So I'm going to skip ahead because she actually brings a doctor in and there, there's something's a little um, kind of out of the ordinary and goofy with this, but I'll show you. So what, what happened is this patient brought in 
a CT scan from the previous appointment. He brought, he brought it in, he emailed it to him and the file was just too large. Um, so Dr. Martinez is here. He's going to do the second 10 with the consultation, but they ended up not being able to open uh, the file. So they, they couldn't open the file and that threw this, that threw the whole second 10 off. I told him we did the scan for him you anyway. need some replacements? Yeah, I have two teeth missing here, two molars. Of the, I had a wisdom tooth that would remove two molars in front of them and gradually been removed over yeah. time too because yeah. of problems. Uh, I had some sutured in bone graft. Right. And uh, I, according to what they tell me, I went to Dr. Uh, Schwartz. Mm -hmm. He said, you have enough bone to do this. Mm -hmm. to do that. These prices were, I felt, way too high. Mm -hmm. So I'm shopping. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Can I take a quick look? Sure. Yeah, this is... Uh... Is it coming up? No. Nice. Yeah, I paid a lot of money for this. So don't start the second 10 until you have a CT, right? So when, when Loy went out to get Dr. Martinez, Dr. Martinez should look at the CT before he even comes in. And if you can't open the file, then... You have to take the patient immediately, take them back and scan them. You can't do the, you can't do the second 10 without a CT or a pano or something, right? Because if you do, then it's just kind of, now we're just talking. We're not actually referencing anything specific. And we have to kind of, Dr. Martinez has to kind of go by whatever the patient is saying, which just puts this patient in a situation where he's doing more of the pacing and leading with the doctor, which, you know, we never want to have. So that CT anchors everything. So if someone brings it in or emails you the file, if you have problems opening it, just immediately do not start the second 10 with the doctor until you have your diagnostics. CT scan, I don't know, I'm surprised it doesn't come off. So. It's supposed to start. Did, you, um, did they let you know if they were gonna do a sinus graph? Did they have to do any grafting? To put Which teeth is it that you want the implants on? The last two on the, the last upper two right. Upper right. Yeah, okay. he was going to do one. He thought that I might be satisfied with one only. But one implant. See, who cares? Who cares what he was going to do? Doesn't matter. The only thing that really that matters about that last consultation, we can get the details. But what's more important is what does Dr. Martinez thinks needs needs to be done. He has to be given his opinion, assert his dominant. Hey, you're here, Dr. Martinez is an expert in doing this. We do hundreds and hundreds of implants per year. Get the CT scan and allow Dr. Martinez to do a consultation. Because right now you just can't do a consultation. This is more of a conversation. And I think it lengthens the, uh, the sales process and also just kind of a, makes it a little weird. It's just this added layer of confusion where we're trying to decipher what somebody else another doctor's treatment plan through the mouth, through, through the eyes of a patient. That's scary. One <laughs> because that's what I have on the other side. I have a missing problem with that. I, you said you don't. Can I take a quick look? Yeah, sure. And part of this one. Yeah, like the circular, is that true? this good, fast I having two too. teeth back here, you will gain the full chewing capacity. Don't have. So what, what Dr. Martinez is trying to do, he's trying to do the best he can without a CT, you know, just kind of doing a quick look, but um, I wouldn't recommend it. I, I think that you have to have 
Well, you don't have to, but it certainly makes it easier to have a CT, to pull it up and then to reference the CT. All right, here's where you're missing the teeth. Here's the bone. You know, here's where we have to do a bone graft. Here's where we have to do a sinus lift. This is what the case is involved. And this case happens to be something where he needs two implants and, and he absolutely needs um, a sinus lift. So I'll fast forward to more of the conversation. Which price for yeah. an implant? Yeah. Well, that's so varied depending upon which teeth, your particular bone development, right. um, how deep you're going to go in order to get right. into that. But I got an average price in the $5,000 range, something mm -hmm. like that, okay? Mm -hmm. He was a lot higher than that, and I thought he was out, his price is out. I wouldn't pay as much money as he wanted to do one, too. That's all I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I understand. I, there's limits. I have limits of, of dollars. Right? I understand. Okay. Just to give you an idea. Okay. All right. In our office, if it's straightforward implant, meaning that there's plenty of bone, and we have to just do the surgery where we're going to place the implant, we're going to let it heal, we're going to restore it with the abutment and the crown. Okay. okay? So those fees, they start as low as $3,500 for a single tooth. Okay, so what mistake did we just make right there in negotiation? So now we just set a bar. We just set the bar for him. So we, we kind of fell into his trap, right? He said, yeah, his treatment plan, and it turned out to be on average like $5,000 a tooth, right? But that's probably with bone graft, okay? That's with a sinus lift. So he's saying $10,000 for two implants, uh, you know, and, and the sinus lift. So, and then he said, I just wasn't going to pay that much per implant. So the patient's not looking at the whole treatment plan. He's just looking at the implants going $5,000 in implants too much. He's not really putting placing any value on the bone graft. Um, but he said, I'm not going to pay that much. So what I want to know is what, what will you pay? Right? So what did you think that was reasonable? Do you have a certain dollar amount in mind that you're willing to invest right now or that you're looking to invest? Because there's a couple, there's some creative ways that we can approach this. You know, but what are you thinking? Obviously, it was $10,000 for two teeth. Is that right? Okay. So, so what are you thinking was reasonable? What are you trying, what price are you trying to get to? Let's start there. I wouldn't give them $3,500 because you know thirty-five. You know that you're not going to charge $3,500. $3,500 is not going to be a real number to give them. So, I, I never, I, I'll never give a number that's not going that's gonna be low. If I'm gonna give a number originally, I wanna overestimate what the cost of the treatment plan. Like if anything, if it's me and I'm hearing him 5,000 a tooth, that's $10,000 for the case. If anything, I'm saying, well, look, if you're placing two implants and you want somebody that has a lot of experience placing them and we're gonna use good components and it's gonna be done the right way and it needs a graft or a sinus lift, $10,000 is right there if not, at market, it's probably a little bit below market, to be honest with you. $10,000, that's, that's not a bad fee. That is absolutely not a bad fee for it. But let me see what I can do here. I want to make it sound like that's good. That way, when I come back my treatment plan and I beat it, it looks good. I don't want to say, oh, he's at $10,000. Now, I come in with a $3,500, what number is going to stick in his head? $3,500. And then if you need a bone graft, you're in a situation where $3,500 is not going to work. So now, I... I I put this number, this figure in his head that's low, that is never going to be realistic for this person. And we know we don't want to just do one, we want to do two. But again, this is what happens when you don't have a CT and you can't reference specifics. You start talking and you get into conversation 
and you, you're off the line, right? We're, we're no longer going towards a close because he doesn't know what to close because there's no diagnostics. Does that make sense? And when you're off the line and it's conversation, it's called free forming and it's difficult. It's, di it's very difficult to do. I wouldn't even start the conversation. I would immediately, if I can't open the email, I wouldn't even have seen the patient as the doctor. I would have said, okay, Lloyd, just go ahead and get the patient scanned. Right. If you're having any trouble with it, just get them scanned and, and let's pull it up. I'll take a look at it. And then I'm coming in with a scan, you know, and then you can kind of take control over the conversation. But be very careful in a negotiation, throwing out numbers because the number and if you are going to throw out and if you are going to make a mistake, if you're going to make an error, error higher than what it's going to be. Always, always error, overestimating, never underestimating. Okay. Now, depending if you if if it's in the sinus or we need any additional graphing, then you know the feet the feet can go up. Okay. okay. Well, what now? What he discussed was he thought I'm calling a depth. He had a different he had, he called it length, but the depth this way in the sinus. He said if you want to be sure that you're going to have a very solid tooth there, he was suggesting we go into the uh, sinus right. and you don't break a little. Uh, you guys see like how off track we are. I mean, none of this is relevant. What, what, you know, these are, these are like clinical details that Dr. Martinez should be giving to the patient. Okay. That's what you're here. You're here to get a second opinion. I don't need to know everything about what the doctor said, how he's going to approach it clinically. I first need to look. And, and I'm going to look at it and give you my opinion on what we can do. And then I can address any differences between my opinion and the previous opinion that you had. Right. But you don't want to just speculate on the before and not give not give your take. Um, Film there where they call it. It's a membrane. Crack. There's a membrane. You tent that. Then you put, you put some chips in there, some bone in there, yeah. in there chips, right. and then gradually your bone will replace the chips that he puts in. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. then we're going to go a little Yeah, we're talking about chips. Um, I'm going to go to the next one, right? Because that's more of the same, okay? Again, it's when I say more of the same, it's more of the patient just kind of describing what the other doctor was treatment planning them from a clinical point of view. Um, but he already basically gave him the price. He said it's $5,000 a tooth. And he thought that was too high. And he said, there was no way I'm going to pay that much per tooth. So he already, he basically told you straight up what he's there, what he's there for. Because they both need to go into the signs. It would make more sense to do that surgery together. Because at the same time, you're raising, you're, you're basically doing the same surgery at the same time. And so then I can I can be more fair on my pricing if, if they're done together than if we have to go and do it two okay. separate times. But that's something for you to consider. Yeah, I understand. It's just that how much money do I have to like to do this right now to you know for me to make that determination do I have the money to do it? And okay. I, I, I might I probably do, but it might be a little stressful doing two and it might not be stressful to do one. That's where I'm I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Okay. What is that dollar amount? Right, he's trying to tell you. He's trying to tell you. He's saying everything. He's like, "Well, I probably could do it right now, but I don't want it to be stressful. Maybe it's easier if I do one and not two. He's rationalizing his thoughts outside of his head. 
which is what you want to see, right? That, that's a dead giveaway of a buyer. Easy. No problem, right? He's rationalizing. Just have to, we, we have to know what number he wants it, like what number is not stressful. Okay, so $10,000, you're saying it's just too much heartburn right now. Well, would, would 7,000, 8,000, 9,000, what are you actually thinking? What are you trying to get to here? Because I, the last thing you want to do is go in, do a graft, place one implant, and then six months later, go through the same thing. Plus, it's going to cost you more money. And I liked what Dr. Martinez said about, hey, if we do this all at once, it can be less. But you, do you guys see that he doesn't have a reference point to negotiate from right now? He doesn't know what that patient's number is. So he's kind of lost as far as, hmm, well, what's this going to cost? How do I kind of frame this before we give him the price? And they're trying to think, like, how do we avoid the same mistake that the other doctor made? Right. The other practice let this guy walk out and they didn't get him. And he said it was way too expensive. And obviously they never knew that or they weren't willing to have that conversation. So he left. But if Dr. Martinez knew right now that the patient said, look, I'm trying to get within, you know, eight thousand dollars, then he has kind of a starting point and he can say, you know, he can again without the without the CT scan, it's it's more difficult. But he can still say, look, it's, it's pretty obvious. You know, you're going to need a you're going to need a bone graft, and and you're going to need a, a sinus lift, and and two implants. But he can start to frame it and say, look, that ten thousand dollar price, that that that's that's not a high price, not at all, not for somebody good, not for somebody with experience, and you want this thing to last. Um, but there's something I can do, you know, if, if we do the whole thing at once, you know, I can give you some money off on that second implant. I can make it, I can work with you here to make it palatable and make it comfortable for you. Um, but he, he would have a frame of reference to negotiate from. Uh, it's just hard to tell when someone says this is too expensive. We don't know what's not expensive, what their definition of that is. Then it's really tough to understand how to how to approach. So for it. for the implant abutment okay. and uh, the crown, okay. and then uh, you know that lateral that lateral sinus, okay. not the lateral, but the crestal okay. sinus uh, lift there, okay. and then uh, do it uh, do it for one two two teeth, okay. and then you know I'll tell you that if, if we do them together, I'm going to give you a better break than if we do them. At the same time, that if we do it individually, yeah, I got you it. You know, I understand. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. Any questions for me? No, I'm, I'm good. I think. We're... As far as the procedure itself, it sounds like you have a pretty good understanding. No, I'm glad I, I went through um, that both with Dr. Schwartz and with her. I'm sorry, what did you call? Loy. Loy. Loy, like Joy Loy. Okay. Loy. Yeah, she she's helped me understand some of the things you can do too. So. Okay. Good enough. Yeah. All right. Very good. I saw your thing up on the wall that you have. Yeah. Extra degree for implanting. Yes. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I had that question. She showed me. That. Okay. But, yeah. All right. Very good. All right. Well, I hope that we can help you. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks. for coming. Okay. I appreciate it. Doc, can you skip out of his chart um, yes, so I, I can get in? Okay. All right. So what do you think? Well, give me some prices. That's what. That's what. Okay. That's what's going to control some of this. At least okay. maybe the whole thing. Even. All right. So. So make sure on these second opinions that you give an ironclad recommendation. The doctor has to make a recommendation with confidence and it can't be like, okay, well, I'm going to make the same recommendation kind of here's how we'll work it, whatever. Pull the CT scan up and say, look, there's a couple different ways to approach it depending on what's most important to you. So what's my, tell me what's most important to you. 
getting this done as cheap as possible right now or doing it right now to where it's going to avoid problems in the future. How do you want to handle it? Do you want to put a Band-Aid on it or do you want to get this fixed? And, and both answers are okay. You know, we do, we do a bridge and we do partials as well, but that makes a difference. Do you want something permanent? Do you want something where this thing is done? Is that what you're looking for? Are you looking for a cheap, whatever's fastest, cheapest, and it doesn't matter if it's short term or if it causes more issues down the road. Which one? I would always ask that question before I made the recommendation, right? Because I want, I want that patient to say, no, I want to get it done right the first time. Or if they say, well, you know, it really just kind of depends on the price. I say, well, if you're looking at dollars and cents, I mean, how much dental work do you have? I mean, do you have crowns? Yep, got crowns. So you've got crowns, you've got a bridge, um, you've already invested a lot of money. The problem is, are you talking about what you're going to pay now or what are you going to pay over the course of the next five or 10 years? Right? Because over the course of the next five or 10 years, if we don't get these teeth replaced, the bone's going to erode and it's that crown is no good without a tooth and the tooth is no good without bone around it. So you start to have more and more problems. So in the long term, to get it done the right way and actually replace the root of the tooth with an implant is the cheapest. It provides the highest quality of life and it's the best investment and it's the cheapest long term by far. So what's your definition of that? And you can have that conversation. Um, but then once they say, yeah, okay, you know, I definitely want the implant. It's just a matter of, you know, if, if I can afford it right now, then treatment plan it and make a recommendation. Hey, for the best outcome, here's what it's going to be. Boom, 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 boom. We're going to do a sinus lift. We'll put both in at the same time. I'm going to try to work with you on the price. Um, but it's going to, it's going to be in that, in the same ballpark, but I'll work with you on price. Lloyd's going to go through all the details. Um, but I think that you're here at a good time. I think that it's lucky that you've caught it early and that you're here right now and you're not in a situation where all of the teeth are term are terminal and you don't have generalized bone loss. You're not in a situation where you have to place all of the teeth. So I think we're in a good spot. We can turn this thing around. So basically for um, with the sinus graft and the two implants, you're looking at about probably 9,000 for both. Were you looking for a monthly budget or were you looking for um, um no, not necessarily. Okay. How do you do it by Just nine thousand. She already kind of gave him a little bit of a discount right there, right? So we we never really established the true value of the procedure. All right, keep this in mind. Someone's coming in and they say, I went to another practice and it was too expensive. Um, and we find out how much it was. And you know that they think $10,000 is too expensive. My first goal is to sell that $10,000 is not too expensive. First thing is to establish market. I want to say $10,000 is at or below market. It's not a high fee. There, there's, most dentists don't even do sinus lifts. Okay, so this is an advanced procedure that requires precision and training. Ten thousand dollars is absolutely not out of the ballpark, nor would that be a poor investment on your uh, on your behalf. I want to establish that that's a good price because I know I'm going to come in below it. But you still want to set MSRP. I would still create the expectation that that's what I would normally charge. I would normally charge ten thousand dollars. That's what this is worth. Or I would go a little further and say, you know our fee to do all of this. When you look at the implant, the sinus lift, the components, the, uh, the, or the abutments, the crowns, everything, and the time that this is going to take, 
um, this totals up to about, this is going to be about $10,500, right? And then that's about what this costs. Now, I spoke with Dr. Martinez, blah, 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 but you got to go through the close. If you go straight to nine, we still never got a dollar amount for him that he's shooting for. So now we've given him two numbers. The first one was 3,500. He did preface it and say, he said, well, if there's graphing, it's going to be more, but that doesn't matter. It sticks with them, right? It still sticks in their head that it's less. So we gave him 3,500 and now we gave him 9,000. He still has not set a number. Dental plan, dental stuff. Where they care give, credit. Care credit. Where they, okay. give, where they give you uh, X amount of dollars, and, they, and you don't pay any interest on them. Right. I think I have seven. I think I have seven thousand dollar limit on there. Okay. Like that. So there's there's six month interest free. So basically, that um, total, let's say it's nine thousand. Well, mine was eighteen months interest okay. free. You said that was what I was doing with that. Okay. Okay. I'll take a look. Okay. Um. Usually we do six month interest free um, or a year. So well, that's not care credit or it is? Yeah, yeah, it's care credit. Well, it, every office is the same. No, yeah. every office is different. Oh, I see. Yeah. So um, we have that and then yeah, six we months, also uh, have six months doesn't help you that much. Yeah. You know? Well you, we could do a year. Yeah. That's uh, okay, well what about what if I was gonna do one then? If you're gonna do one you're looking at about five thousand dollars. Okay. With the sinus lift. Yeah, okay. So, so again, this is why it's good to detail it out, right? For the, the implant, the, the crown, the abutment, for all this stuff, this is uh, $10,500. And you show it to him on paper. But we just finally got a number out of him. We didn't get the number that he's willing to spend. We got a number that he's already pre-approved with care credit. He's pre-approved. He said $7,000 for 18 months, which means, you know, he's not coming he doesn't want to come out of pocket with anything more than that. That's kind of what he's saying. Um, I think they know $7,000 is too low for this type of a procedure, but we just now got $7,000 out of them. Okay. So now we're actually getting somewhere. Okay. She's at nine. He's at seven. Let's see what happens. So, um, you know, you save a little bit. Oh, and don't worry about the terms on care credit or anything. He says 18 months, whether 18, 12, 6, whatever. You know, 75% of the time, the patients are mistaken anyways. So we just have to look at it. So just go with it for the, for the time. Yeah. Doing them both at the same time. And recovery, too, because remember, um, you're going to have to go through the same process twice in the same area. So you're already going to be, you're already going to be numb. Um, the recovery, you're only going to have to go through it once. So, you know, right. it would be... It's just like $9,000 a lot of money. Yeah. Know, so what were you thinking? What were you, what, what is your budget? What are you thinking it should be? Well, I was hoping, I think that you said to me first to time on the phone, it might be like $7,000 for two of them. Right. Okay. So... Yeah. See, so that's the third number we gave. So we gave one over the phone too, 7000 all of them have been underestimated, right? All of them have been underestimated except the nine. We said $7,000 over, over the phone, then he comes in as 35, and then we come back with a nine, a $9,000. But that was a question, she handled that perfectly. I would just love to see that in the very first 10, in the very first 10, because now you know what you're dealing with and you know how to approach it from a, from a frame and a dialogue uh, point of view.
That's right, because we're yeah. assessing that because of the, the uh, grafting. The grafting, so, yeah, correct. Right, okay. The grafting. So I was hoping to do one for $3,500, you okay. know, or maybe $4,000. Right. saying five. Yeah. So that's getting, that might be out of my range. I, I'm going to okay. have to just think about okay. it. Okay. So let me um, go talk to Dr. Martinez okay. and see what I can do um, because, you know, it, we have different options for you as far as. Again, before you go get Dr. Martinez, you got to nail the patient down. It's a negotiation at this point. So you have to say, okay, so what you're saying is that you're, you would have no problem. Obviously, we know it's better to do both of them, and it's more cost-effective to do both of them than to do one at a time. You understand that? He'll say yes. Say, okay, so what you're saying is if it was $7,000 and we could use your care credit, what you already approved for, that would be easy, and you, would just, you, would, you could move forward with that today. Is that what you're saying? Is that what we're shooting for here? And nail them down on a price and get a verbal commitment. Get a verbal commitment. The last thing you want to do is have them say, well, I got $7,000 with care credit. And you come back, it goes, yeah, well, $7,000 is still too much. They're going to they're gonna jerk you around. They're going to be pulling your chain. People will just kind of handle you. You know, you don't want to get handled by a patient or anybody in a negotiation. So that's why I want to get a price from you. I want you to tell me a price. And once you do, then I'm going to nail you on that price. And you're going to say, yeah, if you hit this price, I'm good to go. I'm ready to go. I'm not doing anything before I get a price and I get an escalation of commitment so that I know your price is serious, right? Why am I going to say, I'm going to go get the doctor and come down to a price that still may not be low enough then it's just never no, low enough and you don't know where you have to get to and you don't know how serious they are. So once you get a price, then you, you have to close them right there on that price. Not that we're gonna meet it, but you have to close them and get commitment that they would do it. You're inching them closer to a higher dollar amount. He's the one that said 3,500. Wonder why, stuck in his head, right? So he said, maybe I do one for 35. He's not thinking about saving money. He's not thinking about function. He's not thinking about squat. He's thinking about dollars and cents and he's got $3,500 on the brain. So my job, but he also told me he has $7,000 in care credit, 18 month interest free, right? So what I got to do is get him away from 35 and I've got to creep him towards nine. So how do I get him closer to nine? If I can just get him to seven right now, then I can come back with another offer and then I can get him from seven to eight or from seven to 8,500 or seven to nine. But 3,500 to nine is big. That's big. So when they give you an opportunity, they give you another number like seven, get the commitment on the seven. Just get the commitment. And if you come down to that price and you can do it, would he move forward? You got to do that first. Start losing bone, and then oh. your bite's going to be off oh, okay. because you're 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 not biting evenly on all four. She did go through. Uh, that oh yeah. But I'm not I'm not as hampered as it might look like. You might uh -huh. need to do this because I've really been doing this for six. Sorry, this is important. I want you guys to hear it. Then what he, starts, he starts rationalizing his purchase right here, and it gives you an insight. Again, this is stuff you got to know in the first ten. You don't have to. But you're going to close so much easier and so much more effectively if you get this information first. Don't let them off the hook. It's a second opinion. Figure out what happened. They said it was too expensive. Figure out how much. Get, make sure you understand their state of mind before we bring the doctor into it. Okay. Yeah, because it has something to do with just 
I mean, the payment plan is one thing, but right. what I have access, you know, how much money I have access to do whatever. I'm 71 years old. You right, know, right. So then what else do, can I do with my money besides putting teeth in my mouth? Right. Things I can do, so have, have more yeah. fun things to do perhaps. Yeah, you know? well, you could eat better, you could chew better, you know, there's yeah. definitely some benefit to it. He's not thinking about benefits at all. Right? You're going to see that. Listen, listen to this. Yeah. Um, it'll definitely improve your lifestyle. You know? right. No, that's what I'm, I'm presuming yeah. it would. I wouldn't be doing oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm not, I'm not as hampered as it might look like it mm -hmm. might be to do this because I've really been doing this for six months or more. And it's like, yeah. I'm pretty used to it. I'm like, yeah. this isn't that bad. Yeah. But the, more, the longer it goes. Negotiation. He's doing a takeaway. He's closing her. Right? That's what he's doing. He's running a close on her. And it's, it's what you call a takeaway close, which is, I don't really need it. So I can take it or leave it. I'm indifferent. You cannot allow them to even pull that card. It's got to make no logical sense to say it, right? So if he says, you know, I'm 72, I got better things to do with my money than spend it on, you know, putting teeth in my mouth. I said, you're absolutely right. Problem is the path that you're on, you have no choice. You have no choice because you're going to lose teeth. So whether, even if you walk out, you don't do anything, say, oh, I can kind of live with it. It's going to deteriorate flat out. 100% it is going to deteriorate. And the only thing that's going to happen is that you're not going to have two teeth to replace. You're going to have four or five or a full arch. Eventually, that's where it's going. And then you're going to lose all the money that you invested in the crowns and you're going to be in the dentist's office constantly and you're going to spend more money. So if you want to not do that, do it right. Fix it. Do it one time the right way. Replace the teeth. Stop the the, the deterioration of the bone and move on with your life and go play golf. You got to make it an airtight logical case for why it makes no financial sense to be indifferent. Because right now he has no urgency. He has no urgency. He's not in pain. He feels like he can eat. Even if he can't, they get used to it. Um, and, uh, and he has no aesthetic defect that's driving him bonkers. So we don't have the built-in urgency that makes selling in dentistry so easy. So you have to manufacture it and manufacture it with what they're already focused on. So if they're focused on price, I'll create urgency around price, right? So you have to show them how they're going to save money, how it makes no logical sense. You know what I mean? If you've got your teeth here and you're missing one of them, what are we gonna put? We're gonna put a bridge here, you're gonna put a part, what are you gonna do? Eventually this bone is gonna go away because there's nothing there. And then what happens? This side of the tooth, this side of the tooth, it has no bones. What's going to happen to these teeth? They're going to get loose. They're going to go away. And then the next tooth, and the next tooth. And this is how people wind up in this office where we have to extract all of their teeth and start over. And guess what? They're not looking at $10,000. They're looking at twenty-five to 35000 per arch, right? Fifty dollars to $75,000 for the full mouth. And they're going, oh, shit. And they have no choice. I can't save their teeth. Can't do it. And, and with this type of a personality, that's how you have to be to gain control of the conversation and pace and lead. You have to be the figure of authority with a strong personality. They want to tell you what the situation is. And his nature is to pace and lead. You can tell. He's constantly trying to dominate and control the dialogue. But he's not the expert here. And, um, and you have to kind of match that and take it over. And you, the only way you can do it is, is by using just airtight logic with this guy. Because this is not, right now, this is not an emotional purchase for him. 
It's not like they can't look, he can't look in the mirror, okay? And he covers his mouth. That's not this situation. Not saying that if he got a full mouth, he wouldn't look in the mirror and start crying because people just get used to living with problems. Um, but that's not this situation. It's, it's, he's not there out of emotion. He's there because the doctor told him that he needed it and how much it was. And he said, holy crap, and he's getting a second opinion. The more you'll start losing bone, and then oh. your bite's going to be off oh, okay. because you're 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 not biting evenly on all four, um, on top and bottom. Okay. So you know it, it's very early on where you could stop the deterioration of your jaw. Okay. You know, so okay. you know we can definitely help you with that. Okay. All right. So let me go talk to Dr. Martinez. I'll be right back. Okay. Thank you. She made a good point there. She just didn't connect it to the money. You know what I mean? She more spoke about it clinically, right? But it's a good point. Say, hey, if if you've got a table with with four legs and you 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 take the uh, you take out one leg, there's more pressure on the three remaining. If you take out another one, there's more pressure on the two remaining. They're gonna fall over. It's just like your mouth. You start losing teeth. You're putting more of a load on the other teeth which means that they're going to fail eventually. They're gonna fail and break down under the pressure, which means what? You have more teeth to replace. You have more bone loss. You have more cost, more cost. You gotta be strong with those recommendations too, because you know, guys, you cannot close somebody that is complacent. If they don't feel they need it and they don't want it, then you can't close them. You have to manufacture urgency. And you're always thinking about that throughout the call, which is kind of like, how, how, is committed, how committed is this person? How bad do they want it? How bad do they need it? And you're always looking for the urgency. Where am I going to get the urgency from? This guy's saying, he can function pretty good. He's saying, I don't really care about how I look. He's saying, I got better things to spend my money on. He's telling you every way, seven ways from Sunday, that he doesn't need it. He's telling you he's complacent. So before I close, I, I have to fix that problem. I have, to, I have to disturb his complacency. And when you're disturbing someone's complacency, sometimes you got to shock them. And the only way to do it with like a D personality, somebody that's a dominant personality like him, is you have to come off as 1,000% authentic and 100% just certainty. It's a massive amount of certainty. I can say, well, <laughs> yeah, hey, if you're talking about spending your money elsewhere, I agree. You should. It's, it sucks to just spend your money on just replacing teeth and constantly having problems. The pro, the, but what do you want to do? Do you want to stop the problem or you want to, do you want to be a catalyst for the problem to continue? Because if we don't replace the teeth, it's just going to lead to more problems and more time in the dentist and more money down the road and more of a heartache for you. Let's just fix it. If you fix it, you do it one time and it's done and you move on and you go play golf and you live your life and you're happy and you're not back here in 10 years like all these people are where we have to take out all your teeth and now you're looking at 50 to 60 grand. Does that make sense? So it's what you pay now, but it's really what, what are you going to pay over the next five, 10 years? That would work. Including the sinuses. Okay. I think that's a pretty good deal. All right. So she went out so talking to the doctor. Martinez now she says that we could do both for eighty five hundred if you finance it. Um, if you um, do a cash check or cash or card, um, we could do eight thousand for both, and including the sinus lift. Okay. I think that's a pretty good deal because yeah. you're right about you know 
35 and 35, that was 7,000, so he's not charging you a whole lot more um, right. for well, the sign Well, it's bucks. Yeah. So we can definitely do it for you for 8,000. Oh, 8,000. Yeah. Okay, let me, let me just go and sit by myself and see what I'm going to okay. say about that. All right. Okay. Um, See, what's the main problem? We never got commitment on the seven to begin with. So we never inched them up. I would have done that before I go. I'm not going to get the doctor. I'm not going to bat for you if you're at $3,500. You know, we're not going to do it. Let's just, we'll come to an agreement on doing, on doing one tooth. But I just, I don't feel like the sale is, is, is made there. Um, you've got to get commitment. Yeah. Hey, look, I got $7,000 in care credit. If you get to seven grand, I'll sign today and we'll schedule it and we're done. That's what I want to hear because it's a thousand dollars difference between seven and eight. It's no big deal. I mean, if he's getting 18, 18 months or 12 months, whatever it ends up being with care credit. If I had to, I'd say, look, here's what I'll do. If I got an objection, I'd say, how about this? I'll take that last thousand dollars and we'll finance it for you here in house interest free for 12 months. How about that? That way you don't have to come out of pocket with another thousand plus your payment. So I'll make it even. You don't have to apply for more cre uh, credit with care credit, nothing. I'll finance it right here in-house for a thousand. Because I would take that risk as a business owner. They're gonna pay seven out of the eight. I would take the risk on collecting eight. You know, you're already in the black. It, it's not bad. You can come up with solutions. What is it that you're not liking? Like, well, it, it's, just, it's just the total amount of money that I'm I'll, okay. you know, I'll put. That's the whole key. Okay. The whole key. All right. And, uh, because we're pretty close to what you, you wanted to spend. So well, what I, what I was thinking of spending is more like about $4,000, really. Right, because you want to do one. one. Right. Yeah. But in your in your situation, um, you won't be able to do that anywhere because we have to do the sinus lift. Okay. You know? So, you know, regardless, because $3,500 for, you know, implant, abutment, and crown is, is a steal. The only thing that we're having to calculate is the sinus lift because we have to do that surgery on the top. So, you know, when you count, calculate the sinus lift, you know, we're still giving it to you for 3500 which is like top, the bottom price, wholesale price for it. So, we're only, the only reason we're charging you more is because of sinus lift. And you, yeah, you're going to no, have to have I, that I done anywhere. I'm just, I'm not prepared to make, I know what yeah. you, you guys want to know now. No, yeah. I'm not prepared. No, to I'm just this. trying to help you. Yeah. So, okay. you know. Okay. So, so, do you have any questions? No, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm All good right. with that, and uh, right. I'll have to just I'll let, I'm gonna let you know. Okay. Okay. All right. We're good. Yes. Okay. And don't forget my name. Okay, go Did ahead. Did you already forget? Ah, oh, you remember? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I will ask you guys where you can unmute. Okay. But you see how how that call ended. Uh, we never really had a commitment from from the patient. It kind of ended up, oh, yeah, it looks pretty good. All right, let me think about it. Um, and uh, then he said, I know you want to know now, but, you know, I'm not prepared to do it. He kind of closed her. With this type of patient, we have to be, you have to have a lot of strategy. And you can't, don't even look for the clothes if they're not going oh, to. Oh, I gave it to We never really knew that. Okay, thank so, you. Um. Do you I guys have any any specific questions um, or comments go. on that particular treatment treatment plan? What do you guys think? Mm. I'm trying to think. 
Um, I have a question. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Hi, good afternoon. Um, when they get like nonchalant like that, I had a guy recently who the consult took so long because he dominated the shit out of me and I was coming strong. <laughs> he was, you can ask Veronica, it was probably so painful to watch that video. Um, you know, but then he got kind of nonchalant after he was, you know, acting like he understood it. He was all on board. And then as we're getting towards the end, he gave me that kind of energy that that gentleman gave Loy. Mm -hmm. um, and how do you get somebody kind of back excited or how do you top that energy with the urgency? Like when you say the urgency, how do I make it if they're like not giving it to me, but maybe it's in there somewhere. They're just trying to be nonchalant. How do I like put that urgency back on the table for them? Well, it's, like it's what depends, can I say? It depends on, on what their motivation for being there in the first place is. That's why it's important to understand that. So his motivation for being there isn't because he wants to look better. It's not even necessarily because he wants to feel better. He had a doctor tell him he needs the implants. He treatment planned the implant or he treatment planned uh, actually a bridge, but he did give him the option of implants. It was the doctor at Aspen. Um, okay. So then he sent him to a doctor for the consultation about dental implants. He got it. He's like, it's too high. And now it's you. So you guys, th this was the third, this was the third stop for this particular patient. So his motivation is, how do I fix this problem and spend as least money as possible? How do I fix this problem and spend and without spending money? So he's not there because he wants it, right? So what's his focus? His focus is money. So I'm going to create urgency around money. I'm going to show him how not doing it is going to cost you more money. It's going to cost you more time. As you can see right here, he already has a bridge. He has no teeth behind it. What do you think right. is going to happen to the bridge over time? You're going to have problems with it. If I put a partial in, you're going to have problems with it eventually. If we do nothing, you're going to have problems. So, there, so there's no real option where I can tell you, you can do nothing and not run into any issues, which you're finding out right here. The good part about it is your teeth aren't all terminal. We don't have to do a full arch. You're not here right. staring down the barrel of $50,000, $60,000. So what do you want to do? You tell me, because I can do it either way. Do you want to do a Band-Aid approach and look at a bridge or a partial? Or do you want to do an implant and look at an approach of something that's going to be more permanent that may cost more now, but it's going to cost you a hell of a lot less later? Which one? What kind of, which one do you want? And keep the conversation there. Like, don't really go into like the clinical, don't try to build value in other spots because he's just not interested. Right. So don't try to beat a dead horse with that. Just stay care. on the money. Okay. You didn't care you have to stay wherever, wherever they're focused. That's where you want to build urgency. So, um, we made a couple critical mistakes. You cannot give them a price like that, a specific number before they give you one on a second opinion. If you do it, you ruin you, you just eliminated your advantage of being a second or a third opinion. You, okay. gave it, you gave it all back, right? My advantage is that he has a price he's looking to get to already. I just have to get him to verbalize it. Then I know where I'm starting from, right? So if he says $5,000 is what I'm starting from, I know based on what he said that the treatment plan was at 10, my first goal is to sell that $10,000 is a good price. Then I have to get him to creep that $5,000 up to something that's reasonable. And the only way you can do it is with certainty and with logic. 
and, and sticking to the financials with that type of a person. He's a no nonsense kind of guy. You can tell right. he's logical, but he's complacent and you can't close somebody that's complacent. They're, they're going to think about it and think about it and think about it. And they're going to procrastinate forever. And this guy might not even go to another consultation. They usually don't do more than three. He's just going to wait until he's in pain. Then he's going to go back <laughs> and then we'll get him when he's in pain. Um, right. But, but it's not, that's not what's best for him. So you got nothing to lose. You know, if you make, if you try to make a close and you don't know if they said someone else is too expensive and you try to make a close without knowing a number that they've committed to right now, then we don't really know how to position it and sell it. I don't know how to escalate his level of commitment. And if we're going to go into a close and they say something like they can take it or leave it like, well, I don't really need this. I got other stuff to spend my money on, blah, blah, blah. Then don't close. Don't close. You're not done. Okay. You know, you can't close without urgency. You got to get that urgency up. If he said that to me, I'd say, I agree. My God, why would you want to have to mess with this all the time? You want to mess with getting crown after crown after crown? You want to mess right. with a bridge? You want to do a freaking partial? Are you nuts? What's going to happen to the partial in five years, 10 years? It's going to suck. You're going to wind up in here missing more teeth, paying more money. Let's do this. Are, are you... you I could be wrong, but you strike me as the type of guy that when you do something and you pay your money, your hard-earned money, you want the job done right. Am I wrong? No. Well, then let's do it right. And I will get you the best value for your dollar that you're going to get. But I have to know how you want to approach it. It doesn't matter to me. You want me to put a Band-Aid on it? I'll put a Band-Aid on it. You want me to fix this thing permanently so you don't have problems? I'll do that too. And I think too, because he mentioned his age, and, you know, like already 71, you know, I'm 71, perhaps, you know, to build in that value and at the same time address the money factor. Well, when you're 75 and you're back seeing us, it's going to be X amount of dollars more and then you could have multiple more issues. So, you know, you could just keep staying on that money, the money aspect too. And then he's like, oh, gosh, yes, I don't, I don't want to spend $5,000 more in five years. You just got to match him with Tom. The unknown, yeah. You got to match him with Tom. Kind of like follow him. (laughs) Yeah, you can't let him run you over. You can't bulldoze you. So you have to take certain things and go, you're you're 72, you're right. Who wants to be in here talking about dental implants for 10 grand? I'm sure you know how to spend 10 grand and have more fun than sitting in the chair getting implants, right? Well, you're 71, so let's stop it. The problem is if we don't do an implant – we're just going to put a Band-Aid on it. The bone's going to erode and you're going to have more problems and you're going to cost yourself more money and more time in the office. Let's get this damn thing done right. Yeah. So look, you already have care credit at 7000 right? So if there's a way that I can work this out to where you get it at the 7000 would you move forward now? Would that do it for you? Would that make it easy rather than piecemealing this thing? And that's a close. I'm, an, I'm not going to go get the doctor and work a deal for somebody that's going to yeah. tell me, let me think about it. I'm not going to do it because they're just going to handle you forever if you, let them, if you let them treat you like that. Like, yeah, this is enough. Go back. Oh, you got me a discount. Yeah, it's still not low enough. Give me another. Yeah, let me think about it. No, no, no. That's not how this works. And you got to establish a high price and sell the high price or the discount doesn't work. Like that $3,500, she said, that's a wholesale fee. He didn't believe that. He didn't believe that. We gave it to him right off the bat. That's why... Anytime a second opinion, guys, never blow the second opinion out of the water and say it's too high. Don't do that. Even if it is high, 
say, you know, I can, I can definitely see it's not like that fees out of the realm of, of what it would be, especially if it's a doctor with a lot of experience, it's using good components and doing things the right way and building it so that it, it will last for the rest of your life. That's not out of the realm. I wouldn't be concerned about that price at all. You know, I'm going to work up a case for you. I'm going to work up the treatment plan and a fee, but that's not out of the ordinary. And then if they have comments on it, then again, you sell, you build value, create urgency, show them why it's not a lot. And then when I show them, when I present them the price, when you just kind of throw it out there, like, yeah, okay, we can do it for nine. Well, if it's $3,500 per implant, that's seven, right? So you're charging $2,000 for the bone graft. And then you said, well, I can also do it at 8,500, right? Or, you know, I could probably do it at eight. It's just kind of loose. The whole structure of that close is just a little bit loose. I want to come in and I want to know exactly what they will pay before I give them a price. And I'm going to get a commitment from them. Then I'm going to come up with a price and we're not going to kill ourselves and give it away either. Not going to do that. Not just going to give them, give it to them for $7,000. Doctor might say, no, it's just, it's, uh, I'm not going to do it for seven. Say, okay, what are we going to do this for? He's going to say, I will, the lowest I'll do is at eight. I'll say, okay, cool. I'm going to this, this patient with a price of 10.5. 10.5. And I'm trying to get him up to eight on the 10. And then I'll come down and meet him at the 85 or something like that. Um, but you just have to be strong when you have a dominant personality in front of you. You have to have a tone of certainty and you have to know when to push. When, when do I push and how do I push? Well, you have to push if you don't have urgency. You have absolutely nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. I remember um, I was in a practice and one, one guy said during the treatment plan, he said something to the effect of like, well, I'm 84 years old already. What the hell? I mean, hell, I'm going to be dead soon. Why am I going to spend this money? I mean, hell, I ain't going to be around long enough to even worry about this. And I said, well, shit, if you got a thing like that, what would you pull up in that Cadillac? Hell, give me that Cadillac. You're going to be dead in a couple of years anyways. Give that shit to me. Shit. And hell, if you're going to die, go ahead and die. What are you going to do? You want to die or you want to live? Which one you want to do? Right? If you want to live, you ain't got that long. Like you said, you're 84. Let's let you live when you can eat your food. And you don't have to worry about what the hell do you care about the money? I mean, and you, you can't say that to everybody, but the type of rapport that I was in, I had to shock the guy and get him out. Think about how nuts that is. The psychology to say, I don't have much longer. If I was saying, I don't know how much longer, what the hell would I care? I would spend the money. I'd spend it quick, fast, and in a hurry to be able to go eat a steak and not worry about it. I would want to feel as good as I could possibly feel for the days that I have left. That, that makes logical sense. The other way makes no logical. Why do you want to suffer? It's stupid. You can't, what are you going to do? You're going to take the money with you? That can't happen. The Egyptians found that out. They tried. What happened? They got robbed, all of them. <laughs> That's it. That's all it's going to happen. You can't take it. So you just have to kind of know when to push and how to push. And um, um, you, you, can't be, you just can't be afraid of that. Sometimes you look very proper, very nice, very proper, very nice. And that's great. But there comes a time where you have to influence somebody and you got to push them and get them out of their comfort zone. And sometimes they're just not thinking correctly. He's thinking that it's more expensive to do the implants than the partial. And he's just incorrect. If you're looking at it long term, he's just incorrect. 
Does that make sense, guys? Mm -hmm. oh, absolutely. And, and again, you know, sometimes um, if they have if they have seven thousand with a care credit, I would have asked the question like, is it more of just if I can get the seven, if I can get you to seven, is that the number you want to stay within just because that's what you're financed for, or is is that the number? Because sometimes they're like, yeah, well, I mean, that's max out of care credit. I don't want to come out of pocket with any more cash. Sometimes I can run it through Proceed and get them approved for 11 or 15. And then it's a non-issue. It's, a, you know, the 8,500 at that point is a non-issue. And if I can't, and he says, yes, 7,000, because I don't have to come out of pocket. It's interest-free. It spreads it out. It makes it easy for me. I say, okay, well, look, we'll use the seven. I'll take the extra 1,500 thousand i'll break that over, over 18 months too and you can just pay us direct that way you don't have to come out of pocket for anything if i can do that would that work for you i'm trying to work with you here and eventually if you're saying that as long as you're trying to close them they're going to have to give you something otherwise it's uh, it's very uncomfortable for them um to just always request well that's too expensive. That's too expensive without making some type of commitment. They're basically giving you no way to help them. They're not giving you an option. They say, look, tell me what you want. What price do you want? The number one mistake with negotiations is not understanding that we're in a negotiation, right? If we're in a negotiation, it's who needs it more. Do you need the sale more than he needs a treatment? Who needs it more? We have to establish that he needs it more, right? And then we have to establish urgency in one way or another. You can do it emotionally or you can do it financially. Those are the two best ways. Emotionally, he already told you he doesn't care. So you have to go the financial route and you have to make them understand. And, uh, and, and if they come in with a CT, if anything's going wrong, do not start that second 10 without a CT. Just don't do it. Don't do it. The whole call kind of went wrong there. And I think we wasted about 20 minutes um, where we, we didn't need to, to waste that. And also keep in mind with the second opinions, if they say it was too expensive, you find out how much it was. Your first job is to convince them that that's not expensive. Matter of fact, you can convince them that it's low. <laughs> Tell them it's low. If you're going to make an error, error on that side. Tell them that's a great price for a sinus lift too. Do you, you realize not everybody can do a sinus lift. Why do you think the guy at Aspen didn't do it? He didn't even place an implant, much less do a sinus lift. There's a reason, right? It, it's, it's, uh, it's a different caliber. It's a more difficult case. It's a more, there can be more complications if it's done wrong. There can be serious complications if you place an implant in an area where there's not enough bone. There's people that try. There's people that have tried. The implant goes into the nerve. What do you think happens? Bad stuff, bad stuff. All trying to save a couple hundred dollars. It's crazy. So you can have those conversations, but at the end of the day, this guy was a deep personality. He was right to it. And he got us off of our structure of the 10, 10, 10, not having the CT put Dr. Uh, Martinez in this situation of not looking like a figure of authority because it was a lot of conversation. Doctor's not going to have a conversation. You guys don't have to speculate. I wouldn't do any speculation if I was you. I just wouldn't. I'd say, look, before I can even comment on the situation or treatment plan or whatever, the first thing, I can't look at the CT. We can't open the file. So the first thing, we got to get the CT. Let's get the CT and then I'll tell you what I see and I'll tell you what the best thing to do is. Sound fair? Yeah. 
cool, let's do it. Bam. And go. Do not engage in discussion or conversation or speculation with people because it just shows that you're not an expert in what you do. Not that that's true. It's just that's the perception. Does that make sense? Okay, so a couple of takeaways. Write this down. You get a second opinion, sell them that that price is not too high. Okay, that's number one. Number two, look for urgency. If you have no urgency, then create it. If, you ha- if, if there's no pain point or motivating factors aesthetically or emotionally, then it's going to be financial. Then you have to create a scenario where it makes no logical sense to do a partial or a bridge or do nothing to where that's not even a logical option. That's the whole goal with the patient education portion of it is to take that off the table. Okay. And then when you do make a financial presentation before you make it, you have to get a financial commitment because you're in a competitive, you're price bidding. Basically you're bidding for a project in our world. That's what this would be. Like we're bidding for a project. Like, Hey, this company quoted me this for a website or whatever, you know, you know what I'm going to know. I don't know what the company quoted. I'm going to know what they want to pay. I'm going to know that before I get my price every single time. That's what you guys have to know. Then when you come back with the price, show them the value of the total case. And I want the value to be more than what the other guy treatment planned. Cause I want to show that clinically it's better that you're going to get more value. Then I'll come down and I'll justify the reason for the discount. Does that make sense? Yeah. A lot of times I'll ask a patient, well, if you feel comfortable, you can bring your treatment plan from the other dentist because then you know exactly what you're working at. Because sometimes they'll say, oh, it was around, you know, a certain amount when it really wasn't around that. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're going to give you a fee that's low. That's what I'm saying. They'll lie. That, like, again, yeah. it's a negotiation. They're going to lie to you. So they'll tell you, well, yeah, I already got a Look, buddy, it's just like when you guys are shopping for cars. You do it too. We all do it. You say, well, I got a quote for this car for you know, someone else is going to sell to me for 38. No, that ain't right. Right. But it's a negotiation. So that's why I said never act like it's low. Make sense, guys. Mm-hmm. And, and don't forget awesome. to get the new patient. Don't forget to get the new patient intake form. Have them fill it out beforehand and get it before you go in the appointment with a patient. And don't let the doctor come into the room until you have a CT and the doctors looked at the CT. Maximize their time. Don't put them in front of somebody that's going to be that, that's unqualified or somebody that's just there to play games. Don't let them handle you. Cool. Okay, guys? Awesome. All right, go close somebody. Go make Thank some you. Party today. All right. <laughs> See ya. Thanks. Bye. Take one. care. Bye-bye.